0: we are now listening to cult of the Catacombs. These films exist.
1: I should the start looking for the soundtrack this
2: for this. <laughs> I should look start looking for the soundtrack for this now.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Cult Cinema Catacombs, folks. Welcome back to September. And we are discussing a s- serious what-the-fuck movie. And um, <laughs> when, when I found out Andy never saw this, I told him, okay, you need to buy it because you're going to want to own it. And the only thing I've told him about it is just one of the characters. Uh, I purposely hid from you the, the stacked cast in this film, because I wanted to see your reaction <laughs> you when did. you receive the Blu-ray of this. Um, we are doing 1986's Never Too Young to Die, which officially makes this the first time we're doing anything with John Stamos on this show. It's true. Uh, so just a brief description of this film and this cast uh john stamos plays a character by the name of lance stargrove oh does he yes (laughs) okay uh whose father drew stargrove who's played by former james bond actor george Lazenby.
2: oh okay he continued Uh, to work after bond i guess yes (laughs)
1: Um, is actually an uh, agent who's going after a bioterrorist and is killed in the process.
2: Sure. So
1: John Stamos then meets up with um, his father's former uh, co-agent, uh, who is played by Vanity, <laughs> to find out what happened to his father. And it turns out that his father... Uh, was murdered by the bioterrorist Carruthers, who also it just happens to be a bisexual transgender rock star by the name of Velvet Von Ragnar, uh, played by Kisses Gene Simmons. So <laughs> Gene Simmons is in drag this entire film, and I'm not just talking like any drag. He is in Frankenfurter drag this whole entire... In- Film. He is Tim curring it up, and then if that wasn't enough, working with him in this, his assistant in the the bio uh, the the bioterrorism that he's doing is Robert England. Yeah, yeah. This is a whole movie. (laughs) Uh, I don't think this got released in theaters. Also, I think this went straight to home (laughs) video. Because uh, I don't remember this being released in the theaters. Um, Gene Simmons, though, is just fucking insane in this movie. Uh, there's going to be... I, I can't wait for you to see the scene where John Stamos meets him backstage to get the quote-unquote autograph. Um, that's all I'll say about okay. that. Um, yeah, this film is just... you see, Have you ever heard of this thing at all? I or? had not.
2: I had not heard of it until you told me to buy it. And I bought it like right then, like I do like, yep, yeah, sure. Bought it. So, it's, <laughs> but I had not heard of it till then. And I hadn't even looked at it until it got here. And I was like, what the shit am I getting myself into here?
1: Well, I'm about ready to blow your mind a little bit more here by another one of the actors that's in this film. Does the name Branscombe Richmond mean anything to you? Not really. Okay. Uh, well does the name of the character Bobby Six Killer mean anything to you?
2: It does. So yeah, Bob
1: Six from Renegade is in this movie also. I love that
2: man. Um, <laughs> so so uh, he went on to do Renegade? He went on to, to do play Renegade play Lorenzo Lamas' partner
1: on Renegade? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And I, let's take a look at John Lazenby's filmography here. For Do we him. have to. It seems like it's gonna be a sad walk to a cemetery. Because yeah, he his on his Majesty's Secret Service was his very first movie. Oh really? Yeah.
2: He got uh, wait he got Bond on his very first movie he on ever his did.
1: Very first Holy movie shit. that was his very first movie. Uh, other films he went on to appear in um, include. Uh, Uh, The 1971 version of Universal Soldier, uh, which I don't think has any relation to the John claude Van Damme movie. Which is Uh, a shame. He starred in the That's Armageddon segment of Kentucky Fried Movie. (laughs) Oh, good. Um, he, He starred in the movie Gettysburg the um the tv the, movie the... The, the the ted turner passion project yes
2: yeah yeah the the three hour with intermission yes okay i'm with you
1: uh he starred in a movie with uh the the uh bodybuilding twins peter and david paul called yeah twin, called twin sitter um okay. and um He's also done some television as well. Uh, like, you appear on a couple of episodes of Hawaii Five O and BJ and the Bear. Uh, like, you do. I think everybody
2: yeah. appeared in BJ and the Bear at some point.
1: Uh,
2: and I was, was in one episode.
1: <laughs> he was on uh, General Hospital for a couple of episodes, and then he was also on an episode of Freddy's Nightmares. Okay. Wait, be was on Freddy's Nightmares. Yeah, he was on Freddy's Nat- Nightmares, and then he was also um, on an episode of Baywatch. Uh, he was the voice of King on Batman Beyond. Okay. And in 1993, he also starred in some. I, I guess these were shown on either Showtime or or Cinemax, where Cable decided to pick up the Emmanuel franchise yeah. in the 90s. Yeah, he played Mario in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Emmanuel movies that were released really? in 1993. Yeah, wow. And, and then he played Jor on Superboy the series. Okay. So he's had quite the interesting career. Yeah. Team of flag. course, we, mm-hmm. of course, we know Robert England went on to you know, I mean, he was he was Freddy Krueger at this point, so. It's fucking freddy cougar and then vanity is well vanity so. and we all
2: know what john stamos went on to do yeah. he became a beach boy yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the unofficial beach Boy. yeah
2: came the meal young to crosby stills and nash's beach boys and and he survived dave coulier nobody survives dave, dave coulier <laughs> no one
1: Oh yeah, you either you either wind up insane, unemployed, or bitter, like Alana's more said. Yeah.
2: Or you get a huge musical career out of it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I suck Dave Coulier's dick. I'm turning it into a yeah. music career.
2: Yeah. I I jerked Dave Coulier off, Coulier off on a sold out showing of On Golden Pond. I'm writing an album. Are you excited about this one? I am. I am. I'm excited about this whole day of month. Frankly, I'm 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 into this. This is going to be
1: a good month. All righty. Well, let's go ahead and dive on into Never Too Young to Die. Which, is there a Malcolm McDowell in it? <laughs> <laughs> which honestly, no, it now now that I think about it, it, sounds like a Bond title. It does. It does. So it's appropriate that Lazenby is in this.
2: <laughs> is this in, is this close to Laser Mission?
1: Oh God, no, because. <laughs> Laser Mission didn't have Gene Simmons as trying to be Frankenfurter.
2: It's true. That's true.
1: So. All right, Gig, we'll be right back.
0: Star Grove. Oh, young man. Thank you. Come on! Come on! You know, there are from time to time some small assignments. The new American hero. Go! been shooting lately Livia the finest disc you mean the one that your father sent he inherited all of his father's enemies <laughs> and just one of his friends
1: John Stamos is Stargrove I think
0: I'm falling in love Vanity is danger. Any idea who could be behind this? Ragnar. Gene Simmons is Ragnar. Yeah. Trade a kiss for this? The sting of death. We're hot, where the red starts turning into the blue mane. I'm impressed. You really are Star Girl. Stargrove! Glad Stargrove? The only one standing between life and death in a brand new world. Stargrove, never too young to die. I
1: think we should do it again.
0: (laughs) Hi there, fun seekers. Are you looking for cinema that absolutely 100% independently made, but also extremely unique and outside of the box. But look no further than Troma Pictures and the Troma Now streaming service. Watch.Troma.com is your home for everything from Roy Kaufman and his band of
1: very fun
0: individuals. Everything from the Toxic Avenger and beyond at your fingertips. Only $4.99 a month, but your first 30 days are free. Did I say free? Yes, they're free. So what are you waiting for? Go to watch.trauma.com and sign up. Also available on your Apple and Android devices, on the Roku stick, and also on the Fire Stick. Let's get freaky. All right,
1: we're going I to am, finally talk about a good movie now, finally. I am
2: immediately pissed off that, that this soundtrack isn't available anywhere. <laughs> that was the first, it, when the title ran, <clears throat> I immediately jumped on, like, and I just started searching for it. And it's not available anywhere, which is shitty. Come on. Star Grove. <laughs> <laughs> so good it's so good so this movie is perfect it is in my it is it is at least in my top five of movies
1: that we've watched i'm surprised it took me this long for us to finally do this good movie. night keep, this movie I is so good about it it's a problematic yeah, there's some problematic moments in this movie. I mean, it was the 80s. There's a lot of problematic stuff going on in the 80s. But like you told me, this was the Canon Picture movie that was not made by Canon Pictures. This thing reeked of Golden Globus cheese all over it. Oh,
2: I'm, the bar- I was waiting, the waiting for the Barbarian Brothers possible. to show up. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah I mean, I, okay, let's, so we got John Stamos. This, the, By the way, found out. This was his first major film role.
2: did a great job in this movie, by the way.
1: Yeah. Great job. Everybody
2: top marks. Everybody in this movie.
1: So we got that. We've got Gene Simmons as our villain just having the time of his life in this role.
2: It Uh, it occurred to me upon watching this movie that this is the third movie we've done with Gene Simmons. Yes, yes it is. (laughs) That's amazing. That, That doesn't... With aside from the, the 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 blocks of movies that we've done for a specific actor, and Clint Howard, yeah. because like we did movies for Clint Howard, but also we just uh, watched Clint Howard movies with Clint Howard in it just because. <laughs> Gene Simmons might be the most reappearing actor <laughs> in our in our lexicon of
1: movies. This is gonna be a hard role to top though because I mean oh. he was. He was in Frankenfurter mode throughout the event. Even the hair was Frankenfurter hair. best, the best Gene. This is the best I've ever
2: seen Gene Simmons in anything. Oh, four Gene Simmons appearances. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, because he was in the Paul Lynn special, too. Yes. So we did Kiss. We did um, Trick or Treat. We did That's the right. Paul Lynn.
1: For those who weren't with our Patreon, we did Trick or Treat once for our Patreon. That's right. Yeah.
2: We did um, Paul Lind, and then we've done this. So technically four times, we've watched Gene Simmons act.
1: (laughs) It takes a man like me to be a woman
2: like me. Yeah! I want to know, and I know we'll talk about it a little bit. I want to know, were his lines written, or were they improv? Because (laughs) there were some periods of time in this thing where he went full Bukowski. Like... Just over oh, the moon. In Gigi yeah. Allen, just digging in, just saying the most insane shit, and it was
1: great. He it was, was great. He was Stanislavskiing this entire <laughs> so good fucking film. He's so, so good. So, so we got we got him. Please tell our listeners because I loved your reaction to this. Please tell our listeners the name of Vanity's character.
2: Oh my God! I'm trying to remember. Oh shit! Now I can't remember it. What was the name? <laughs> you have they played Danja. Danja, that's right. Danja Danja, Danja. Danja Deering. Danja Deering, which I think because Lazenby was in it, because of the type of movie it was, I think they were going for a James Bond. Bond girl type thing.
1: Well, I mean, not only did, you know, she had that name, I mean, but Gene Simmons also went as Velvet Von Ragnar. I yes. it was just a, a great name there, you know, and uh, then, of course, you got the last name Starsgrove and. Oh, oh and, my God. And then we've got, uh, you know, Ro- Robert England, who is hamming yeah. it up also as Riley in a letterman uh, jacket the whole time as a nerd. <laughs> yes. And then we have Mr. Branscomb-Richmond, uh, long before Renegade. Uh, oh, yeah. got I mean, just a goofy goober in this movie, trying to be a punk. And yeah. All, all the punks in this movie were, <laughs> <laughs> when they were at that arena in the very beginning of the movie, which has been like used in so many 80s films. When I saw that arena and everyone was there, it was just like, "Oh, um, are we going to be having a reunion of the Misfits or something? What's going on here?" And all of a sudden, everybody started talking. I went, "Oh, so not the punk rock group, the Misfits. This is the Misfits from Gem and the Holograms reunion." Yes, That's the way they look and talk and everything.
2: <laughs> um, the my favorite character in the entire movie. And this is why I, I I wrote a note for myself that says, is this the Goonies meets New York Ninja? Yeah. Is... <laughs> because hot on the heels of Goonies, we have an Asian best friend roommate who makes booby traps.
1: Oh my God. Peter Kwong. Yeah. This was his first movie also. Um... Yeah.
2: And everybody that was in this movie that happened to be Asian is also in Big Trouble in Little China. I looked it up. Like yes. every single one of them.
1: Yeah, he's come a long way from Big Trouble, Little China. Um and God, what he was in uh what was it? It was uh wasn't he also in the yeah, he was in the Golden Child also. But
2: I also think wasn't he in um I wanna cause I looked it up. He was in the yeah, anything that you needed like especially in the eighties, in the early nineties, if you needed an Asian actor, he was one of your go-to guys
1: especially if you're looking for someone who was a tough looking agent well except with the exception of this movie but if you're looking for he was common
2: writer they just let him go full (laughs) koku on this thing and dress it like suspenders and like red pants and
1: like (laughs) and 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 a flannel shirt
2: yeah great i mean i have no notes Like it was, I have no notes about this movie. I referred to it a couple times as shitty Cobra. Um, (laughs) It really felt like shitty Cobra. It felt like the casting of like the, the goons really felt like New York Ninja. Like, okay, I don't know. um, Give them a pitchfork and um, you know, like just whatever they could find, they would slap on these guys. (laughs) Like it was so good. This movie's so good.
1: I, yeah, I mean, just the whole thing is just so hilarious. And and what I love also is I was reading little tidbits of trivia about this thing and um a fan once approached Gene Simmons. I love this story. A fan once approached Gene Simmons and. Recognized him as Velvet Von Ragnar From the movie And Gene Simmons exclaimed Oh shit, don't tell me you watched that thing <laughs> Well, there's a plot point To this movie
2: Where The um, One of the, the, the military guys Is working behind the scenes Against um, Stamos And his band And then we find out spoiler alert that that guy is gene simmons he like takes off his mustache and i frankly was like holy shit i didn't know like how long has this guy been like is it only in this scene or like has he been that the whole time because i had no idea i was so taken in by everything that was happening (laughs) I did not put two and two together for that.
1: Well, it's like he said, "Look, I'm not that bad, really. I just don't know why I do the things I do. It's just because I love it." You know, he he (laughs) he was was, like literally in kiss mode half of the time, except except in this case. Imagine if his character from Kiss was a hermaphrodite, as they put it. Yeah, which like I'm like, oh, that's tough. But all right. When they when they brought that angle in, I was just like, oh, no, when they brought that element in Uh, another fun tidbit, though, the God, the outfit that he wears when he enters the nightclub and does his night act. Oh, yeah. The incinerator
2: where uh, they bring Mad Max to the meatpacking district. It's great.
1: Yes, pretty much. That outfit that he's wearing is the same outfit that Linda Carter wore on her 1980s what? Uh, variety special when she was doing a kiss performance on the <laughs> variety show. That was her kiss outfit when she was performing I Was Made for Loving You. That's so fantastic. Gene Simmons was able to wear it, padded boobs and all, in this film. I, I love the fact that, you know they it's offensive that that they decided to go with the hermaphrodite angle the way they did but you know what at the same time they went you know we we're, we're going to be offensive with this we're going to go all the way with it he's got 80s tits yeah yeah we're giving him 80s tits and 80s dick there we go and um the whole seduction scene when Stargrove is trying to get information And so he poses as a fan by the name of Bill Oh my god I, I, I was waiting for Brian Henson to come in Yeah, I, I was just sit down and just <laughs> I was like, oh no, no, don't kiss him No, don't Yeah. And, and at least
2: Simmons got to use the Simmons tongue Like five times in this oh, movie yeah.
1: And I love, you know, you know what I want? This movie has inspired me. To get a middle finger fingernail oh, that is yeah. sharp enough to not only puncture a hole in your artery and your neck to kill you, but to also sign autographs with.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like a it's like a fountain pen growing out of his finger. It's great.
1: Could you do me a favor, love, and go get the ink over there for me to Billy.
2: <laughs> i do so there are parts of this movie that so there is a part where we meet donja officially meet her we meet her at the grave but we meet her at stargrove's house slash ranch that mm. she's living in there there are multiple scenes in this movie where it goes full top secret with val kiln the barn scene is one oh of god them. yes like there are so many of those scenes in this movie where it just goes from zero to what the fuck is happening yeah. when Ma- Mad Max goons break in all shiny and chrome into a bar <laughs> where she's leading a horse in, which I choose to believe is old man J- the barn at Old Man Johnson's farm from the Prince <laughs> song Raspberry, <Resident, right>? um, <laughs> where they bust in to this farm, like and, and keep in mind, this isn't. A future movie like this isn't a dystopian future movie no but they all is... have like morning stars and maces and flails like <laughs> like civil war sabers like, like, like villains she...
1: that you would beat up in the video game streets of rage basically I mean if yeah. you remember that video game that's what they're all dressed up as mohawks and all and she and, and, and Danja has a secret well first of
2: all she gets the horse to kick a guy yeah, And then she has a secret room, which, by the way, it's like oh, a, her a, one of those stash, yes. swiveling rooms that's just full of machine guns. But when the room turns, the only time I've ever seen this, <laughs> the secret room door that turns like, you know, the bat cave. Mm-hmm. when the room turns, they're just machine guns all over the wall of the part that turns outwards towards the people that they could just grab. That's mm-hmm. the only time I've ever seen that in a movie. I'm like, what? And
1: when she turns around, she's all like commando. Yeah. Double in 30 seconds. Guns she's got bandoliers.
2: <laughs> she's got bandoliers and shit strapped to her.
1: I'm oh my God. Though, I'm surprised though, that when you didn't mention that, when we met Donja for the first time at the funeral, that she's got an overcoat over a black nighty, because yeah. I'm like, that is a fucking see-through nighty You're wearing <laughs> ma'am at a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but yeah the the whole movie is just full of these moments like you would expect in like a parody action movie there are uh, plenty of um john stamos jim kata moments in this because we didn't mention the fact that john stamos is a collegiate gymnast
1: oh yeah he had to learn how to do gym uh uh, gymnastics for this movie i mean that he's doing all his own shit in this film and i had to look it up i was like was john stainless a former gymnast or something i was like nope he learned it for this movie i was like well more power to you there uncle jesse um go Uh, for it there are multiple scenes in this ranch this 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 um
2: where were like like where were they in real life it had to be like the valley right
1: like it's got somewhere in southern california i
2: mean yeah where where john stamos is doing like flippity flips and floopity floops all over the place to fight goons and minions um i do like though because what happens is he ends up back at the place after the horse incident, after he figures out who, who was doing this and goes and confronts Gene Simmons. and has his, uh, his psychosexual experience where his roommate develops a bug in some gum, like Q from James. Oh, Bond. His,
1: his roommate was fucking Q all over the
2: place. Yeah. He makes a flamethrower, uh, which is actually like a, like a small nuclear delivery device by the time it's done. I don't know what that thing is. But um, he also has a shoe plane yes. hanging up in the. I don't know what that is. What 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 good is that? But he um uh, there's a scene where he they where he goes back to the house and he's told his roommate that <laughs> he takes the roommate's bike to go um to go run down these guys and he's like I'm taking your bike and he's like I'm not expecting to get it back and then um he's back at the house after his bike gets exploded by uh, Gene Simmons. Um, um and the roommate shows up with the this dune thing. buggy. Well, like well, no, the roommate shows up on his new bike because mm-hmm. there's a part of this we haven't talked about which is inconsequential to how much we love this movie, which they're trying to poison the water supply of California.
1: Yeah, make the make the water glow so that everyone dies, basically.
2: Yes, yeah, so they're 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 trying to put radioactive waste into the water supply. They can't do it. They need this one thing. And it's a computer disk and they keep calling it Ram V. Yes.
1: And it's, mag- <laughs> and it's magnetic.
2: It's yeah. metal. So he makes a special compartment on a new bike that he just buys, puts it on his credit card, I guess, yeah. and shows up at the house. But he shows up at the house and he's like, I'm here to help you kill a bunch of people. This guy is a hardcore killer, just out of nowhere, <laughs> apropos of nothing. He has no skin in the game, but he just immediately starts killing goons, just instantly, just shows up. He's like, you know, one for all and all for one, right? I'll commit murder, multiple
1: murders for you. <laughs> it's
0: oh, I mean, such a great move. This
1: was the same year where he played Rain in Big Trouble in Little China. So, I mean, <laughs> it was just natural for him to say, I'm just going to kill some people. But... <laughs> I, I, it's, uh, other things I want to talk about <laughs> with this goddamn film, um, when they're in the bar, when they are there to watch Ragnar perform, the waitress that comes <laughs> up to take the order, yes, yes, was fan fucking tastic. It's like, can I take your order? And John Stamos this being in a biker bar goes full tilt boogie Jay's bond and says, how about a lube job? And she's just like, Oh, any time, honey. And I'm like, does anyone here not realize that he's supposed to be fucking 19 years old?
2: And the other part is he's at a, so the, this bar, uh, the incinerator amazing would 100% hang out at this bar.
1: Oh, because it's all go ahead people are arriving in motorcycles with fucking like horse heads. It's like, like, yes, like... <laughs> but at
2: the like same time, John Stamos shows up looking like the United Colors of Benetton. And there are like just frat guys in this bar with these goons that are look like they're straight out of Mad Max and nobody's
1: batting an eye at them. <laughs> this is insane. No, the waitress is, and the staff is hitting on him because it's like, Ooh, you look preppy You got money (laughs) Yeah, which he does, but I mean at the same time But the other thing I want to bring up Is the scene When Donja seduces
2: Oh God, can we, we could do a whole podcast On this (laughs) Like an entire, we could do two hours On this scene, we'll show it to Courtney We'll bring her on We will do a special episode It'll be three hours long of us just talking about this 15 minute seduction scene
1: <laughs> where he's eating the fuck out of that apple to distract
2: himself. It is I told you, it is like that cartoon wolf that whistles. <laughs> That's what he is in this scene.
1: I mean, yeah, she she just like it's like literally she does everything except walk up to him grab his dick and say, stick it in. I mean, that was, I think, the next thing that was going to happen.
2: And he when he's find- like going into the house and coming out with a different thing, like a prop yeah. and over and over and over again.
1: I don't want to think about having sex with you. So I'm going to drink this Perrier water. Yeah. I don't want to think about having sex with you. So I'm going to eat this apple.
0: It's I don't want to think about having drop.
1: sex with you, but oh fuck it. I'm fucking you. Yeah, yeah. it's stuff that he, dr- he can drop.
2: Like like Aruga and just drop it because she's like taking a shower and the part about this whole thing that is that is never mentioned is that across the ridge is an entire military installation watching this happen
1: yeah so they're watching them fuck basically you know and <laughs> uh, God this film I can I say this recommended enough there's a fifteen
2: minute and I'm not kidding I think it was between ten and fifteen minutes seduction scene. Because there's a start to the seduction, John Stamos gets mad at her.
1: And how because she wants dare to a you? Of, how, how dare you seduce me? You were with my father. I'm just a child. You don't know my relationship with him. It wasn't like that.
2: He was like my father. Which okay, now we're getting into some weird <laughs> red tube category over here. Um, but you know, and then and then he storms off, and she still wants to bone. So she starts like doing levacious things on a lounge chair and then like starts taking off the well, she first, she comes out in her, in her, um, Tarzan boy bikini. Yeah. And, um,
1: after she, she has hidden under a caftan that she takes off.
2: Yeah. And then she lays down and then she's doing all kinds of seductive stuff and rubbing lotion on herself. And then she's taking a shower an outside shower, um, with a regular garden hose. Yeah, it's just so much. And then finally, he says, "Fuck it," picks her up, and does a, you know, kick open the door and carry her into the bedroom scene. And now we get to see John Stamos have sex. John Stamos has sex. Yeah. Like John Claude Van Damme fights. That's mm-hmm. what I think. <laughs> there are yeah, so it's... many cuts to this sex scene. It's amazing. It's a. This movie is amazing. Yeah. It is. It is outstanding. This movie is fantastic.
1: When it comes to outrageous cult films, this is definitely one to put in your radar if you have not seen this film. You've got to see it to believe it. Like I said, yes, there are some problematic elements with Gene Simmons' character, but fuck it. This film is so over-the-top outrageous that it's fun to watch.
2: They also Uh, say the thing. The, Gene Simmons looks at John Stamos in the climactic battle of this movie and says, you're never too young to die.
1: Yes, he gives the, yes. What I also love is there's some moments where Gene Simmons will roll the eyes into the back of his head like he does on stage. But the moment when the big reveal moment in the helicopter when oh, he yeah. reveals that you know he's been undercover this whole time and he's all w- laughing like, maniacally looking like the lead singer from Army of Lovers flying the helicopter all of a sudden out of nowhere It's just so fucking insane at that point he is so committed to the character yeah
2: I've never seen and I I mean this right the only one that comes close is the Kurgan in Highlander just to a villain committing (laughs) completely to a batshit insane character yeah like just so over the top he okay so they have to get because the the ram v chip has to be within i forget how they have to get it to the dam that they're going to to, that they're going to use to to Mm. flood the water supply so there is a climactic chase scene in this movie with gene simmons driving a big rig truck it is fucking wild
1: it is drag he's drag drag
2: doing monologues I win!
0: I win! I
2: win! So good. God damn it, this movie's so good. That's what I said. When he was driving, I'm like, did he just become... How much Cesar Romero Joker did he watch? (laughs) Before he did this role. Because it is just seeping Cesar Romero out of his pores in certain parts of it. Especially that truck scene. Like that could have been the Joker in in sixty six Batman just driving that truck to to blow up something, running with a bomb or something. It was so great. Easily. God. This movie was great. Everybody should watch this movie. Every single person. You no question.
1: I found out it is now on Tubi. So right. if 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 you have Tubi, why sh- don't you have Tubi if you don't have Tubi yet? I mean, it's but free. But
2: it's free. You can just I, have
1: Tubi. You just see it. It's fan. Fantastically cheesy and over the top it, it is definitely one of those it's so bad it's good movies that you have to see to believe it's so there, fucking fun
2: there is a point in this movie and it's very poorly delivered and it, keep in mind it's the 80s where Gene Simmons is giving a monologue at the end so the way that John Stamos beats Gene Simmons is to convince him that he's in love with Gene Simmons <laughs> Gene Simmons gives a monologue about how he's, as he puts it, a hermaphrodite, and how he's, how he's not a man, not not a woman, but the best of both. And I'm, like, I'm the best, best
1: of both. And
2: does this so... movie have a point? Like I, I realize we're 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 40 years past this movie coming out, but in its own fucked up way, is this movie woke? Is this a woke <laughs> movie? <laughs>
1: And then, and then John Stamos decides, okay, I'm going to tap into his feminine side by saying, "I'm just realizing how beautiful you are." Yeah. And all of the evil suddenly disappears yeah. out of Gene Simmons. He's like, yeah, he, he's just he like, be- oh my god, you find me
2: pretty. He becomes late in life Liza Minnelli for like five <laughs> minutes of this movie. <laughs> and of course, in order to completely, you know defeat de- you know, we have to have a callback so in order to completely defeat john gene simmons he has to pull out some of his uh Jim foo from his uh gymnastics days to do it so he's like hanging off the edge of the 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 dam and he has to like do a do like a flippy flip back onto the top in order to beat gene simmons and i'm like okay this movie's fantastic <laughs> there are no i have no notes for this movie it is a top five movie that we've watched yeah. It is it I'm so glad when you told me to
1: buy it I bought it and didn't like go try to find <laughs> it on 2 I couldn't be happier that I own this movie. Yeah, this is I, I knew this was going to be a movie. I was just like, you know what Andy's going to have to own this thing cuz it's just so outrageous. If if Mondo or Waxworks <laughs> or
2: you know, ter- whoever gets the the rights to to put that soundtrack on vinyl, they will make a billion dollars because <laughs> yeah. there is in Bang the in the, ch- in the chase scene in this movie, like in the climactic scene of this movie, it just sounds like you're watching *Romancing the Stone*. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. God damn it, this movie's so good. I was on, I was on the edge of my seat during this movie because of what could happen next. What could they possibly do next with this movie? <laughs> it's it was great. I, I love it. It's just perfect. It's perfect.
1: Well, then you're gonna be very excited when you hear what I have planned for October. All right. So, what do you so, got? So, we have announced, um, we have announced that, uh, we have Courtney coming back with us so we could watch Three Extremes, the right. the Asian anthology horror film.
2: Which and I'm then, not
1: thrilled about, but okay. <laughs> <sighs> then, then we've got Dick Shark. Yes, I am, I am thrilled about that. Um... And now it's time for me to reveal what I picked. All right. So, this movie this year is turning 20 years old, and okay. it is it is a definite cult film. I'm, I, we're we're doing a a sorbet to cleanse okay. the palate. Uh, film. We will be celebrating the 20th anniversary of Repo, the Genetic Opera. Holy shit! And All right. And I've got a little surprise that is going to be included in the episode. Okay. Um, I gathered back to talk about the legacy of this film and everything of various cast members from the Dallas shadow cast Amber Does Dallas that okay. once formed this show uh, for several years in front of a live audience before they disbanded. Uh, so I got in contact with him is like hey did you want to talk about this and the legacy and what it means to you and everything and they're like yeah sure so we're going to have two double length episodes next month folks for our, our, for Halloween we're going to have since we know Courtney here is here it's going to be a double length episode already when we <laughs> Cuz it about, always is. Yeah, especially after you guys are done watching Dumpling. I know you guys are going to have notes upon notes upon notes. Oh my god. Um and then, you know, of course, like I said, we're going to have that special moment with Repo the Genetic Opera. Um, and are, have you watched Repo? Oh, yourself? yeah. Okay. Oh,
2: yeah. Many times. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, this is good. It's been a while. So I'm glad we're I'm glad we're going to revisit it. But it's I have I am I am intimately um, knowledgeable about Anthony Head and Repo
1: the Genetic Opera. Nice. So, yeah, I was just like, you know what? It's turning 20 this year. Let's revisit it. so because November ain't going to be pretty, folks. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. It's not going to be pretty. Uh, so, I figured, so I figured let's just ease into it with some repo, and then we'll go from there. Right on. All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening to our episode again. Go watch this movie on Tubi. You will be thankful for how outrageous this oh, is. Oh, my God. You will not regret it. This no. is... This is up
2: there with Twice Dead. This is up there with, you know, the the best of the best that we've watched. Absolutely no this question. This is up
1: there with. This is up there with Twice Dead. Up there with Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Uh huh. Up there with Rats, Nights of Terror. Yeah. Uh, up there with Evil Speak. Uh-huh. Uh Up there with the Kindred.
2: Yeah, I mean, it is. This, yeah. top tier. Top tier. S tier. S tier cult cinema catacombs business here. Like couldn't couldn't be better yeah. literally couldn't be and and we covered so there are so many beats in this movie that are insane and yeah. f- and hilarious that we, we would literally be here probably 6 6 hours oh, trying easily, to dissect it easily, all easily there's easily there's the opening scene when the 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 homoerotic uh, gym scene <laughs> with the two, two the two wrestlers <laughs> the two bullies who obviously yeah. wanted to yeah, have the sex with John yeah.
1: Stamos. Why don't you do something more manly like wrestling? I'm like, yeah, I've seen collegiate wrestling. I know what you want to do mm-hmm. with John. I wrestled.
2: Stamos. Take that, take that, how you will. I wrestled for a long time. Um, he, yeah, he, he get, he basically makes him fall for the what's that on your shirt gag. Like, it's great. Like this movie is perfect. It's every beat of it's perfect. Uh, John Lazenby, who we didn't even talk about is great in this movie.
1: Oh yeah. George Lazenby as, 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 as basically doing a parody of James Bond. Yeah. I, that, that whole entire segment with George Lazenby, I want everyone to discover on their own because he's having, he's having so so much much fun making fun of the fact that a lot of people up until uh, Timothy Dalton considered him the worst Bond ever, you know, to step foot in the role. Uh, But he just is, this is like revenge for him for like, fine, you only cast me in one James Bond movie. I'm going to ham it the fuck up. And he does great. Yeah.
2: Like everybody in this movie is at an eleven. And it's the exact level it needs to be for this movie. It's yes. fantastic. Go watch it. I'm going to stop talking about it now. I keep, <laughs> like I said, I will, I will keep going.
1: All right, gang. We will see you in the month of October for all of our Halloween shows. And I hope you have a great day. And again, go see this movie. Watch it. Watch it now. Watch it. Watch yeah! it.
2: demands. <laughs> Ragnar <laughs> demands that you
1: watch this movie. Yes. Talk to y'all later. Bye.